0: The Saskatchewan Rush have selected Thomas Kaisic. Stop by Ruska. They're the future of the team. Up top for Vujicic. Score. Clark Walter cuts the lead down to one, and SaskTel Center's rocking. Bobby ball Robert Church wins it in oh! This is the Rush Hour podcast presented by Original Sixteen. I'm your host Cody Jansen. Follow me on Twitter at Janner on PXP. Any thoughts, questions, anything you can get it in there. Alrighty, we got to wrap up week one a little bit, but uh, let's be realistic. We're looking forward to week number two. Because you can throw some things on the back burner and you can look ahead to the changes that need to happen. We've got a couple of guests on the show this week. i got to sit down with Clark Walter and Holden Garland as well. You will hear both of those. But first, let's go back to the week one game in Halifax for a few thoughts, of course. Number one, Zach Band's real deal. Three goals, three assists. Six six points. He was fantastic. I think if you looked at who was the best forward for Saskatchewan, every single person would point towards two and white. And how good did those damn white jerseys look? oh my goodness. Sharp, sharp. Ain't no way that's happening again in those bad boys. So I thought Zach Manns was phenomenal in the game. Congrats to Isaac Enju. First couple of bingos for him. I think that there's also a perception in the moment and it's not to, don't for one second think that I'm here trying to dunk on stats keepers. But again, they go back and they change him. And so Withers ends up with 24 loose balls, not the NLL record, 29 face-off wins, not the record. Again, he was dominant. He was, he was freaking good for him. But there's still that perception in the moment of, oh my goodness, the sky's falling. And I think that when you sit back and look at it as a whole, I think it's pretty clear and obvious where the gaps were and you know where the errors and omissions lie. It's, it, it is quarter number one, obviously, but it's how. How does it happen? Well, the rush had four goals in that first quarter. Well, that seems all right, but only one of them was five on five. That's the play that they got to have to improve on going forward. Halifax. Halifax. They score nine. Frank Shilliano will tell you, he's got to be better. He he knows that that's the least. He's been in the league for a long time. If you can't bounce back from bad performances, you don't stick around the National Lacrosse League. Just going to throw that out there. And if we want to be numbers people, like some in the lacrosse community want to be, who had the best save percentage in the game? Well, he's wearing 92 in white with a 750. I, again, I, you don't need to be numbers, people. You can make up, you can do the eye test, you can do whatever you want. But I'm just saying, if we're going to do it for one player, we got to do it for the others, too. Eye test, Shilly I don't know. He can control and limit some of the runs other teams go on. And with the young defensive group, with the young team in general, it's going to be his role. So I I I don't lose sleep about being like, is Frank Shiliano going to have a bounce back? Hey, tip your cap to Frank, or uh, Lane Rushka. Sorry, pardon me. Like, uh, what a he comes in in just a tough spot for a rookie goaltender to come in. He's still a rookie. He's only played two games. Don't give me any of this. Oh, he's not a rookie. Just because he's kicked around. You know, he still is grinding right now. He's still in that backup role. He came in and gave the rush some solid minutes. Yeah, quarter number four didn't really go his way. Again, three goals in 46 seconds. That's when they gave him the hook. That's tough, but it's a game of runs. And end of the day, Halifax, who is a more experienced, more veteran presence team, they were able to capitalize. They built off the home crowd momentum. They had it. it. Again, it was rocking in there at times. And so that's what you need if you're the home team. So Saskatchewan needs this weekend. So you need Saturday. You need the barn to be rocking. You, you need that lower bowl to be full, to be going, bringing the energy. Really, you know, once you get one, now they want two, now you want three. That, that really encompasses everyone and everything in the building because if you get buzzing sometimes it's very tough to stop those runs in the national lacrosse league so I, I think that's kind of how I would summarize it end of the day the team didn't give up they had a strong fourth quarter sure say whatever you want about Halifax whether you think that they were resting up once they got up big still the Nll you guys are playing for contracts ain't no one punting. them. You don't have that luxury in this league to just go and punt on certain quarters. But the rush, you're going to have to build on it now. Going up against Rochester, I got a few thoughts ahead of that game. But let's sit down with some of the players. I thought Holden Garland, uh, again, he was a player who got caught in a couple of bad situations, ends up bouncing back and still battling. Guys could just throw in the towel after 15 minutes. Garland had seven loose balls, couple of caused turnovers, couple of blocked shots, and I got to sit down with him on the Rush Hour podcast. Let's talk about the new group. There's a lot of turnover. How are you feeling heading into the new year?
1: Yeah, obviously, throughout the summer, you know, Derek and, and Jimmy made some big moves, and um, as much as we lost, I think I think we gained a lot of good, young, uh, fast players, and... Um, I feel I'm confident every year right you go into a season you're always optimistic but I like what we showed in the first couple weeks of training camp what we showed against Toronto Um, we're young we're fast we're aggressive and I think it'll throw a lot of teams off right maybe some will take us a little lightly but um, that's what we want you know we were talking as a group we saw the odds on this betting site that we were near the bottom to win it all and kind of adds fuel to the fire and,
0: and we're excited for the for the opportunity so really excited for the new season how does the new structure with some younger, faster, more athletic defenders help you and the group play?
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Like being only 27 and still feel like I'm a younger guy, but obviously one of the older guys on the team here. And and I like the challenge, right? Like uh, kind of being a younger younger leader and mentor for the young guys. But um, it, it's it's funny because I was talking to a guy in Philly, and he's he's around my age, and uh, just about how, how fast these young guys are and how good they are on both sides of the ball, and not so much taking a back seat in the transition game, but definitely let let the young guys like Barnable and, and Boudreaux get up the floor a little bit a little bit more, like I used to in uh, my early, early days in the league. But um, yeah, it's awesome like seeing these young guys and how good they are and how athletic. So just excited to be along for the ride and and definitely mentor them and do anything they
0: need to to help them get better and help us win. What's the offseason like when you know that you and Mike Messenger are now going to have to anchor this defense as you are the most experienced guys back there?
1: For sure, and I, well, I can't speak for Mike, but for me personally, I'm really excited for the opportunity. Um, it's not like either of us didn't have a big role in previous years. I feel like we we were both on the man down and stuff like that and playing key minutes, so it's not a huge difference, but I think the biggest difference is just... Uh, we don't really have that old veteran presence on the D. N. to kind of look to when things go things go a little wrong. So me and me and Mess are gonna have to be those uh, those two guys that kind of help the younger guys and and just have like a good uh, good feel on the bench and never let not too high, not too low. And you know, I'm I'm excited for the opportunity, and I'm sure Mess will tell you the same. He's he's a gamer and he's he's a great player and great
0: leader. So yeah, we're uh, we're excited for the new season for sure. You've played a lot of lacrosse, but obviously you said this season's something different. What's the summer look like for you? Like is there something you're focusing on personally in your game still that you want to take to the next level?
1: For sure. Sometimes like I feel like uh in previous years we were kind of sitting back a little bit letting the offense kind of kind of get going and now it's more about being more aggressive. Obviously I worked on a lot of getting more athletic and more um my just my physique in general getting better and definitely feel like i accomplished that um i had an injury in the summer that kind of prolonged the upper body strength but i got the legs going a little bit so that was all right but yeah typical summer for me is this year i didn't play in the pl i went out west to langley so that was a good experience and then got hurt there so only played a handful of games but uh no it's in the gym with my with my trainer four or five times a week and just working my, my end goal is to be one of the most dominant defenders in the league and obviously you bring a championship
0: here to Saskatchewan. Now, you got one of the best views of looking at the forwards, obviously, when they're doing their work. How exciting is it for you now with some fresh blood up there where, where obviously we know ch- things needed to change after the past couple of years?
1: Yeah, and obviously it's it's hard. Um, just one of the bigger losses up front was obviously Mark Matthews and living with him here and stuff. He was He's one of my, my best buddies in the league, so... Definitely, definitely tough to lose him, but I think it was uh, it was the right move for us. We got, like I said, we got younger, we got faster. Um, honestly, it's funny to say, but losing a six foot six guy, it feels like we even got bigger. So, uh, like Triolo's a, a very big guy and stuff, but yeah, our offense it, it was clicking, right? You put up ten against Toronto, who's a very supposed to be a top team in this league. So, if we can, if we can put up ten to twelve goals, ten to fifteen goals a game, I feel like with our defense and stuff, we'll be in a good spot to uh, to win a lot of games.
0: You got familiar with Frankie this summer, I guess, in Langley. Mm-hmm. What's it like adding a, a goaltender like that? He's been in the playoffs, you know, eight or nine of his, you know,
1: seasons in his career. For sure. Yeah, he's uh he's a great guy off the floor and even even better guy on the floor, right? He's he's proven himself in this league that he's he's one of the top goaltenders and I think just having that that stability as as a defensive unit and looking back and maybe you miss an assignment on, uh, on one shift and, and he comes up with a big save. So that'd be, that'd be huge for us. And yeah, Frank's, uh, Frank's an all-world goalie. So I feel like he'll have a lot of success here. And if we put him in the right position to have success, I think it'll be even better for him. So excited for his opportunity here.
0: Huge thanks to Holden Garlett for taking the time. Clark Walter we talked about week one, guys who want to be better. I, I know I'm just talking with him off the air. He said, Hey, that was, that just felt off. Yeah, there was something going on. And again, there was a lot of things going on off the floor in Halifax that certainly weren't pretty and were not sitting well with a lot of guys. But for Clark Walter to be held off the score sheet, yeah, that's not going to sit well with Sparky, and I got to talk with him. How do you look back on last season as a stepping stone in your career? I think once I
2: was getting some playing time and I started. <clears throat> playing pretty well like just the confidence really like knowing the systems better getting to know the guys better and just actually playing like my confidence got my confidence grew a lot so I think getting that confidence playing the way I was playing like it helped a lot for sure.
0: I feel like the layup is what changed with the San Diego game but there had to have been another point in the season where you felt like okay I belong at this level and I can play at this level.
2: Yeah, right away that game against Texas when I scored my first goal, like kind of just getting the first goal off your chest definitely like kind of just brings down the stress. Playing that San Diego game, scoring five goals like that just kind of makes me realize like I'm, I can play in this league. And then following a couple games, I'd score like the first goal out of the gate or score early. And when you score early in a game, like you just kind of get the confidence and like you're just a little bit less stressed out in the game. And I thought most games I'd, I scored a little early in them. So like that definitely helped with just like being a little more calm.
0: Knowing I'm fucking oh, sure that I can be there, so it felt good. What does that do for a player? Knowing that, hey, let's call it your rookie season. It's out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know what to expect. Now preparation can be. How can I elevate my game?
2: Oh, one hundred percent. Like getting the reps, knowing the systems now. Like I feel like I can just play. There's not as much like. Can I? Can I do this? And it's like. I'm feeling good and playing the summer, like just getting extra reps, playing a lot of lacrosse,
0: like I'm feeling good going into this season. So the team from last year to this year, and even previous has moved on from lefties to allow opportunity for you, for Zach Mans. it's obviously an earned position. But what does it mean to you now that the organization is putting their trust in you to to carry the offense?
2: Oh, yeah, it feels great. Like having Ryan still here, like definitely helps. He's a big leader on this team and he pushes us to do better, teaches us a lot of things. And, yeah, having more of a kind of a role, I guess you could say, with man's coming into me, Ryan, like confidence goes up. And when the coaches are saying, like, go do this, go do that, like we trust you, like shoot more, like you just I feel like that just helps you play better in general.
0: Does it help that you have more Western guys on the roster now? I know it sounds funny, but there is some connection I feel between Western guys playing with Western guys and Eastern with Eastern.
2: Oh, definitely! Like when I first came in to Sask, like there was a couple Western guys. A lot of the guys were a little bit older than me, so I didn't know them very well. And like me and Bobby Kid came in together, and just like even just having Bobby, I was like, it just helps to like know you got this guy you can kind of talk to, do stuff with go through it together and now with like Cause coming in, Dodds, Mans, all these Western guys that are new, like I've played against and with before, and you just kind of like feel a little more comfortable out there and you can kind of talk a little bit more
0: and like you feel more comfortable. So
2: it definitely helps.
0: What did you focus on in the off season playing summer ball at the gym, shooting around? What was a focus of yours?
2: Focus was mostly shooting. Like, I feel like I'm a pretty good shooter, but that's kind of one of those things that you can always kind of develop. Like the game kind of comes to you like those little things like getting over the top and all that stuff. But I think when you really pick your corners and you can shoot, like your game elevates a lot.
0: What excites you about the new team? There's only three returning forwards from last year. What do you look at roster-wise that, that really, you know, encourages you for the upcoming season?
2: I think going from like an older team to a younger team, like a lot of people might doubt us because we're so young. But I feel like that's just something that we can kind of like... <laughs> get rid of the noise and like we're just a, we're just a young group that wants to compete and we're gonna be probably one of the faster teams in transition and just a younger group that wants to compete so I think having a lot of younger guys now and newer guys like we have something to prove so I think that's just gonna push us to be better.
0: Now you know being a forward obviously you know you get a front row seat of the defense do their work there's been a ton of turnover there as well you know what, what do you see in that group where you know they, they did turn over a lot of key pieces?
2: Yeah, I think having a few of those, like Delks and Rubes, like the older guys that were captains, and it definitely opens up a lot of space for like the younger guys that have been here for a couple years that are developing to be like a, in a leadership role, and I think that's going to push even the, the newer guys to come in that are like, oh, these guys have only been here for a few years, but they're leading on these guys a lot, so I think that's just going to push the whole defense to be better, and
0: I think it's going to be a good group. So you've got three returnees from the 2018 championship, Ryan, Roberts, and Mike. How do they set the bar? Hold everyone accountable because obviously they're going to be looked at as leaders upon this team.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, they everything they do is professional. Like they practice off the off the field. Like everything. Like we follow their footsteps all the way through. Like from if we're not playing well, they're going to push put us up. Like if we're playing well, they're telling us to like kind of live in the moment, not get too high, get too low, and like they're always. Just doing the right thing and pushing us to be better because they've been there and they know what it's like so we are always looking up to them
0: I remember talking to you last year I think it was in Calgary and we were talking about Jimmy Quinlan and just his head coaching style and you said something about like you, you just know when you can mesh with the coach mm-hmm. what is it about you know his coaching tactics mentality and you that works so well
2: I love his energy like every time we're out on the floor like his energy's up and like kind of gets me going in the locker room like his speeches before the game like even if I wasn't playing I would just be ready to go run through a wall like I think just being able to like he can relate with us because he played in the league for so long he's played with the guys that were on the team even so like I think he was just very comfortable as like a players coach and I kind of do better when the coaches actually like tell me what I'm doing wrong what I'm doing right not just kind of giving me pointers like I think the way he coaches is perfect for me
0: do you feel there's a little bit of extra pressure on you, on the team? Uh, Saskatchewan hasn't played a playoff game in four years, and obviously you know as well as anyone, you know, four or five years is a long time without playoff lacrosse for the fans.
2: Yeah, it definitely adds pressure for sure, but I think it also adds just fire under our under our butts here because these fans out here are amazing, and they they want us to be in playoffs. We want to be in playoffs. Like, these coaches are making these big changes where, like, there is – a lot of anticipation coming into the season, but I think, like with the group we have, and if we can play well like we should, then we should be making
0: the playoffs. Huge thanks to Clark Walter for taking the time to sit down. Looking at the home opener, one, I just can't wait to see Rush Nation. It's going to be so fun to see everyone together. It's just what I look forward to. It's what we're here for. It's the best time in the world is coming to the Saskatchewan Rush game, being able to see all the fans, all the players, just everyone in general. There's absolutely nothing like it. And again, 7 o'clock starts this year. So 5.30, that's when our pregame show. One hour, the most extensive pregame show in the National Lacrosse League. Pat Dubois, myself. John Fraser, Sabina Maud, and all the best guests you can think of. We're gonna get you set up. Home game. While you're driving, 929 The Reindeer this month. That's where you gotta tune into. We'll get you set for everything. Because I'm looking forward to seeing Rochester in town. I remember a couple of years when they were in town. It was a low scoring one. I had Joel Watson stood on his head, but he's no longer there. And for Rochester, they're kind of in a conundrum. I mean, Rylan Hartley started off really rough against Calgary, and then Riley Hutchcraft comes in and kind of stole the show. And for Riley Hutchcraft, that's unfamiliar territory. He's never played more than 60 minutes in a full season. He came in and had an 850 save percentage. Uh, He was the Toronto Rock backup before he went to Rochester last season. So they're kind of looking towards a rookie goaltender that might be their starter in Saskatchewan. That's an interesting matchup. You've got Frank Shilliano. We all know he's going to be motivated. He's going to want to bounce back. Uh, do the Does Rochester go with Ryland Hartley? I mean, he's 25 years old. He was their starter. He was their star last season. He's the guy who took over for Evan Kirk. Are going to be able to bounce back? And if it is Hartley versus Chiliano, then it becomes what goaltender bounces back better. And I think as a defensive unit, Jeremy Talevi, he's definitely going to have some uh, tricks up those sleeve, unless he's going sleeveless again. But he'll have something going for the defense because they know they got to tighten it up. And that was the clear and common message after the game is, hey, you know, we, we know where the letdowns were. It was not all our goaltending. So I think that they're going to be able to adjust. I think they're going to come out with a different game plan. And from a Rochester perspective, they're going to have to find a way. The Saskatchewan rush will, you got to slow down Connor Fields and Ryan Smith. Both of them had 6 points against Calgary. Austin Hazen had 5 points, Kyle Waters with 4. So the rusher going up against another explosive offense. Similar to Halifax. When I think of the Rochester Nighthawks, I don't think of these defensive juggernauts. Yeah, they've got some good pieces. Yeah, they're going to be consistent. They're not going to give up a ton. But first and foremost for the rush, you got to hold the team off the scoreboard as much as possible. They can do that. Home opener. I like their chances. I really do. And don't forget, if you're looking to bet on the games, go to playnow.com. Best place to bet on sports in Saskatchewan. All the odds are up on playnow.com. Generally about 24 hours before face-off. And again, seven o'clock starts this season. I love it. A little bit earlier. Kind of feels good. Seven o'clock on the dot. Face-off. Home opener. Tons of stuff going on. Daryl Anderson's going to be rocking out in the 016 lounge. The incredible... The amazing, the spectacular chin balancer. Yeah, the guy who's been just making waves through the NBA circuit, crushing out halftime performances. He's coming to Saskatchewan. He'll be there. Halftime performance you do not want to miss. But most importantly, it's the Saskatchewan rush. It's the Rochester Nighthawks. And it's at 7 o'clock on Saturday. We'll see you there, Rush Nation. For myself, Cody Jans, and everyone who makes the podcast possible, we are presented by Original 16, and we'll talk to you next time.